Welcome to Stay at Home, Mom, with your illustrious host, Leslie Goodgesell, mother to six beautiful daughters, wife to an amazingly hardworking and supportive husband, homeschooler, and homesteader in the making. Join me on this journey, this blessing of what motherhood looks like. you do in word or deed, do all in the name of the Master Yeshua, giving thanks to Yahweh the Father through Him. Whatever you do, do it heartily as to the Master and not to men, knowing from the Master that you shall receive the reward of the inheritance. It is the Master Mashiach you serve. These are verses from Colossians 3, and this is what we're going to talk about on this episode of Stay at Home, Mom. Welcome to this week's episode of Stay at Home Mom. I know last week I had like the best story when I was talking about chasing cows or dreams or was it both? Maybe it was a little bit of both. (laughs) We were talking about how I had this kind of encounter with the Lord while I was praying and hanging my laundry and struggling through some things and And it was really difficult. And I felt like he said, remain faithful. We talked a little bit about what that means, what it looks like to remain faithful in your motherhood and being a wife and and just being a human being and remaining faithful, being faithful with the things that we've been given, what that looks like and how we live it out in our everyday life. Well, I kind of want to expound on that a little bit and go a little bit deeper and explain what I was going through and why this remain faithful meant so much to me. So if you've listened to any of my podcasts before this, you know that we sold our farm in Michigan. We loaded up our family into an RV. We moved halfway across the country, settled in the Midwest and Southwest Missouri, and it took us a good two years to actually find a property. We found that property last year in the summer of 2022, and we moved our RV there. We gutted the house because it wasn't quite habitable. We started working on the property on the farm. I really took the proverb, which I'm actually going to turn to it right now. I believe it was Proverb 24, verse 27. Prepare your work outside and make it fit for yourself in the field. Then you shall build your house. So I took that extremely personally and I'm like, this is what we're going to do. We are going to prepare our field. We are going to build and establish this farm this homestead so that we can be sustainable. And then once that's done, we're going to build our house. Then we shall build our house. So when I heard this remain faithful, it really brought me all the way back to what was the promise that I was holding on to when we first moved to this property? And this property was trashed. And I mean, it had trash everywhere. And I'm not talking just, you know, like scattered papers and boxes and a random tire or something. I'm talking mounds of like landfill trash. It's been a lot. We're still moving trash and we've probably unloaded at least 16 dumpster trailer loads of garbage. We've brought tires. It's been a whole thing. And that's okay because we knew that's what we were getting into when we bought it. We knew that we were going to be preparing this place for future things. And that's what we're working towards. 
but I'm going to tell you, in the process, living in an RV we are going on to three years July 1st has not always been easy. It's been a struggle. It's been an adventure. It's definitely shown us parts of our character and parts of our our personality and who we are that we really are proud of and that we really need to work on. (laughs) For me especially, I'm not going to speak for anybody else in my household because I'm can only really speak for myself. I have had to work a lot on my type A personality and OCD tendencies and wanting things a certain way all the time. That's been a huge struggle for me. And I do remember saying at one point, as soon as my house is done, I'm never going to complain about the messes. And that's when this remain faithful hits me again. Because why can I not complain about it right now. Why do I have to wait until I'm in a house? I need to remain faithful with what I've been given right now. So there's this whole journey of going through the last almost 12 months being on our new property, figuring out how we're going to do everything we're going to do. We own a business and everything was going great and we were doing really well. And then All of a sudden, there was no business. And for anybody that owns a small business and provides for a family of eight or any size family at all on one income, you will know that when that one income ceases, it's extremely overwhelming. It's frustrating. It's scary. It's one of those things that requires an amount of faith that you don't even necessarily know you have until you're in it. To be completely transparent, there have been times in our past where we have been high, high, high on that mountain with more income than we know what to do with. We're able to bless people. We're able to be debt free. We're able to do all of the things that we want to do. And there have been really, really, really lows where we have been drowning in debt, not knowing how we're going to survive, you know, living paid paycheck to paycheck. We've been on both sides of the spectrum. Well, this year has been a year that we are declaring that we have no debt, and that includes my property. I don't want to owe anything on anything. This is a big proclamation. We are trusting and believing that we can provide enough food, not just for our own household, but to bless others. We have been believing that these dreams that have been placed on our hearts to open a market, to have a cafe, to make baked goods that are healthy for people to provide a space of healing where people can come and our creator's presence is so strong there that they can be healed physically, mentally, emotionally, and spiritually. These dreams that we have had in our hearts that we've taken, we've laid down at his feet, we said, okay, we're giving it to you and we're trusting that you're going to give it back to us when it's time. We've gotten to the point where I'm like, okay, Lord, it's got to be time. Yeah, well, it has to be time. I've gone through so much. I've grown so much. I've learned so much. I have it, right? It's time to give it back. And the truth is, it's not time or I'd have it. (laughs) And that's why I heard remain faithful. I'm doing all of the things that I'm doing because I have a goal in mind and I'm heading towards that goal. And that goal is to encourage others always to live a life that draws people to my creator and understanding of eternal salvation and knowing that we can spend eternity in his presence. Am I going to force that on people? Absolutely not. But I want people to look at my life and say, hey, there's something different there. Do I always succeed at that? Absolutely not. Am I perfect? No way. Do I have all the answers? I wish I could say I did. (laughs) 
but I'm still learning as I'm frustrated. Like, why don't we have enough money? Why don't we have the jobs? Why is my house not finished? Why am I not able to find a second or third or fourth job to help supplement the income that isn't coming in from our one and only major income source? Why, 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 why? What can I do? How can I change this? It really wasn't about me. It's all about remaining faithful in the things that he's given me. You know, we are preparing our work outside. We are making sure that we are doing the physical labor on the outside of our homestead to make sure that it's everything that it should be. But there's also a work that needs to be done on the inside. Our hearts, our minds, that's a field in and of itself that we need to be planting seeds and watering, feeding, and growing it so that we can harvest good fruit. And what is that fruit? Some people know the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, gentleness, faithfulness, and self-control. But a lot of people forget that you can't force fruit to grow. As much as I wish we could, as much as I wish I could force my cucumber plants to produce those cucumbers or force my pecan trees to give me all of the pecans that I want in the sweetness that I want them to be. I can't force it. Have to just give it the tools, the food, the water, the sunshine, the the nurturing that it needs to be able to produce the fruit that I desire to have. In my life, your life, my children's lives, it's the same way. We need to be planting those seeds to produce the fruit that we want to see. And we do that with our everyday tasks. Scrubbing the toilet, folding the laundry, feeding the goats, milking the goats, homeschooling the kids, balancing the budget, planning out our meals for the month. All of these things are things that seem like busy work. They're just overwhelming. We get tired of it. I mean, I potty train six kids. You do get tired of wiping butts after a while. (laughs) It's a thing. But remaining faithful in what you've been given is what we are called to do. Because as Colossians 3 said, whatever you do, do it heartily with your whole heart. Do it with everything that you have, even those mundane things things of dusting and washing windows and raking the leaves, the things that seem so tedious and mundane and exhausting, we still need to do those things heartily as if we're doing it for the master, our creator, and not for other people. We're not doing it for men. We don't want the accolades from other people. That's completely irrelevant. We want to do it because we know that our reward is so much greater than what we even receive here on this earth. We know that it's so much greater than what we even can see and feel and touch and smell. It has eternal value when we focus on those things. Do we see reward? Do we see the fruit of that in this lifetime? I believe we do. I don't think that's what we should be looking for. I think we should be looking for the eternal purpose, the eternal seeds that we are planting in the lives of those around us. Because when people look at us and they see that we're doing it different, they want to know why we're doing it different. And that gives us an opportunity to be like, hey, this is why I'm doing it different. One of the ways that we reap those rewards is a lot of people call it karma, whatever, comeuppance, however you want to, however you want to form it. But what you do here, you reap later. The seeds you plant, whether they're good seeds or bad seeds, you're going to reap a harvest from that. Sometimes we reap a harvest immediately. Sometimes there are consequences that we receive immediately after sowing a bad seed. There's also immediate blessings that we reap after sowing a good seed. It's quite incredible the way this kingdom law works. 
our creator put it in place so that we understood how his favor for us is so good. Now, does that mean that even if I don't plant a good seed, I won't reap a blessing? No, because I think our creator loves us so much greater than we fully understand that his love transcends our ability to do good things. What do I mean by that? In Matthew 7, starting in verse 7, it says, Ask and it shall be given to you. Seek and you shall find. Knock, it shall be opened to you. Everyone who asks receives, and he who seeks finds, and to him who knocks it shall be opened. Or is there man among you who, if his son asks for bread, shall give him a stone? Or if he asks for a fish, shall he give him a snake? If you then, being wicked, knowing how to give good gifts to your children, how much more shall your Father who is in the heavens give what is good to those who ask him? Therefore, whatever you want men to do to you, do also to them, for this is the Torah and the prophecy. Now, it says if then you being wicked, does that mean he's calling all men wicked? I think he means us not having his righteousness, the full righteousness of our creator. We're able to give good things to our kids, even when they don't deserve them, right? How many times has your kid been completely defiant, but then said, well, can I have this? And you're like, well, you know, yes, because I love you. We're able to do that. If we're able to give our, our children good things, things, even though they don't deserve it. I believe our Father in heaven can do that so much more. It's such a grander scale. So is it a big request for me to be believing something as supernaturally being debt-free and having my house finished and all of these dreams and all of these visions to come to fruition? Absolutely. It's a big ask. Is there a way for me to tangibly, physically do this in this world that I can see in front of me right now? Absolutely not. Absolutely not. But you know what? I'm going to remain faithful in the things that he's given me. I'm going to continue putting one foot in front of the other and moving towards that goal, knowing that his love, his passion, his spirit, his desires for me are what are propelling me in that direction. I don't know how it's going to work out. I don't know how all of my debt is going to be paid off. I don't know how I'm going to have all of the money to finish my house so that I can move my kids into it (laughs) and have a full kitchen again and, you know, operational bathrooms where you're not hitting your elbows every time you turn around. (laughs) I don't see how it's going to happen, but that's where faith comes in. That's where our faith leads us in ways that men do not understand. In Hebrews, it says, but faith is the assurance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not yet seen. Our faith is our belief in something. It's the substance of what we expect to see and the proof of what is not yet seen. Our belief is so profoundly powerful that that alone can cause mountains to pick themselves up and be cast into the sea. That's what scripture tells us. That belief without it It's impossible to please Yahweh, for he who comes to Elohim has to believe that he is and that he is a rewarder of those who earnestly seek him. By belief, Noah, having been warned of what was yet to be seen, right, having feared, he actually prepared the ark to save his household and the animals. Based on belief, no one had ever seen rain like that, but he believed he was given a vision. He was given a dream. It was placed in his heart and he was like, I don't know what to do with this. And the Lord said, I'm going to 
give you the plan. Here you go. Here's exactly what you need to do. And if you don't know the story of Noah, other than, oh, there was a big ark with animals on it, I highly recommend you go back and read the Old Testament because it's a really cool story how the Lord actually gave him the dimensions of the structure he was supposed to build. That's belief. The belief, the substance that he expected something, even though he couldn't see it, it was proof to him that there was something greater. So remaining faithful, having that belief, having that faith, walking forward, believing for things that you don't yet see, not understanding how it's going to happen. But we understand that it's not what we see that moves us. It's what we know. It's what we believe. It's what our faith is. It's what we hope in. It's what we know to be true, even if we don't know how it's going to happen. That's what I was ruminating on. And it's where my heart was in that moment when I'm like, Lord, I don't know what to do. I don't know how you're going to do all these things. I'm dealing with this. When it rains, it pours. Everybody knows that expression because when something bad happens, it, it tends to like come in a flood, right? They all tend to happen all at once. And I think that it's like I said last week, that is the herd of our animals running at us in the darkness to try to scare us, to try to get us to turn the other way, to not have that belief, to not have that substance to prove that our creator has our best in mind, that there is an end, that we have planted good seeds and that we will see the harvest. We will see the fruit. Remaining faithful even when everything around us is dark. Taking those steps, knowing that even if I falter, my father is going to give me good things because he knows that I'm doing the best I can with what I've got. I'm doing the best I can with the knowledge that I have, with the understanding that I have, and I'm growing and I'm seeking and I'm asking and I'm knocking. And he's going to answer because he's faithful. He is faithful and just is what scripture tells us. He's so faithful. He's so good to us. And as moms, as wives, as sisters, as friends, as daughters, it's our job to carry that torch to our children, to carry that understanding and that wisdom that doesn't come from us. It comes from him. It comes from being in his word and planting those seeds into our heart and be planting seeds into the hearts of others. We need to remember to remain faithful in the love that he has given us for our children. In the moments that we feel like, I don't know how to go on. I don't know how to get up in the morning and do this thing. I don't know how to keep working with this child who has special needs. In these moments, when we remain faithful in what he has blessed us with and given us, then we see the amazing fruit that comes out of that faithfulness. Today, my story is that I'm remaining faithful where I am, and I'm going to encourage you to look at everything that you're going through and remain faithful right where you are. Remain faithful in the potty training of that two-year-old. Remain faithful in getting up and preparing a meal for your husband every morning before he goes to a long day of work. Remain faithful in calling your mom and saying, hey, mom, how are you doing this week? Remain faithful in seeing that friend who's struggling and being like, hey, can I come over and help you fold your laundry today? Remain faithful in the little things things. Look at the thing that you need to be most faithful with right now, the task that he's given you, the blessings that he's put before you, and remain faithful in those things. You're planting seeds to produce good fruit in your faithfulness. So I'm going to leave you with that today, and I'm going to trust that you are going to have an amazing week. You are going to be blessed in everything that you do, and that everything that you put your hands to will prosper as you build your house with your own two hands, as you encourage your family and love on them. And we will catch you next time. Don't forget to check out our affiliate link with Rejuva Minerals, which is below in the show notes. They are one of the most amazing skincare makeup lines that I have been using for over 10 years. Their goal is to do everything as safe and as clean as possible 
that you will not be disappointed with their products. So click that link below. And also check me out on Instagram. I post daily to keep people up to date with what's going on on our homestead and just the happenings of everyday life on our homestead and all of the crazy things that we do. So, and if you have any tips, tricks, or insight that you would love to share or even questions, don't hesitate to message me on Instagram or shoot me an email at stayathomemomgoody at outlook.com. <laughs>